0: It's Friday, October 26th, and I'm thinking about a recap. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table.
1: Hey Rich, this is Tim Short from Gothridge Manor. The whole skill thing is a difficult thing and I think it should be used sparingly most of the time. Uh, I was in a few convention games where it just seemed like Every time you kind of stated uh, an action, there was a role associated with it, even if it's, it was inconsequential, which was just, it just got annoying. And then there was parts where uh, the GM wanted us to make perception rolls, but nobody made it, so he didn't know what to do. He was kind of, like, stumped after that. The interesting thing is, is so we were, I might have to do a two-part on this. I'll be right back and start this anew. All right, part two of this story. Okay, so the GM has his role, the perception, we all fail. And he doesn't know what to do. So the the interesting thing about the situation was, is the GMs, after a while, just told us that that one of us had succeeded and that we saw blood splattered all over the room. And we're all confused. It's like, how come we needed to have a perception skill made to be able to see blood all over the room? And I think the the there was a gm that you know used the rolls as a crutch and it really crippled up the game it, it just didn't go well it didn't make any sense either so yeah skill rolls i think need to definitely be used sparingly and um wisely so but uh good episode there rich looking forward to see what you come up with your research
0: hey tim thanks for the story um yeah, I mean, I, I've seen this a lot, and I think the most common one that I see on the internet is, uh, "Do you have the swim skill?" Well, I guess you can't swim. So, what's the deal? You know, uh, just because there's a skill listed on the sheet doesn't mean we need to use it for everything. Uh, and and maybe that's where the problem lies, right? Are these simple locks? Are these hard locks? Is this a thick door? Is this a thin door? Um, I was kind of using that in my um, in my game. I was adjusting difficulty levels. Um, but uh, sometimes it's it's just not represented in the rules well enough. Um, and especially in uh, adventure modules and stuff like that, I think it's put there for those people who who don't know not to look on their sheet, right? Well, I'm going to look around. Well, how are you going to look around, you know? Uh, but it says in the book, well, with the 10 perception roll, that everybody's going to see this. So I think that uh, the, the newer stuff is almost encouraging all the rules instead of discouraging it, and uh, I kind of don't agree with that right uh, don't roll unless it's important and it has a consequence those are those are kind of my rules does it have a consequence? what is that consequence uh, in the case of uh, lock picking and smashing down doors it's going to make a lot of noise and it's going to take time um, the more you fail at it the more the chance of a random encounter um, and the longer you spend there the more of a chance of a random encounter so Do you bash down the door and make a bunch of noise? Or do you take your time and pick the lock? Um, These these are the real things that an adventurer has to decide, right?
2: Hey, Rich. My name is Tristan. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm calling for some advice about a prospective game that I'm running, where I may have lost two of my players who were already heavily invested in, and big parts of, the story. I left the group on kind of a cliffhanger, And I haven't been able to get the two important players in question uh, back to complete that part of the game. Um, Due to unforeseen circumstances, it's unlikely that they will come back for that. My advice is, uh, my question for advice is, what do you do when you hit a wall like that? How do you restructure a campaign or pull it back or start again uh, when facing adversity like that? because let me tell you, I'm in a deep depression. Love the show.
0: Hey, Tristan. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Tristan is a player in my Midgarden campaign. Um, well, the easy answer to this is don't build plotter under players. Uh, but it's too late for that, right? And uh, that's why you're asking this question. So how do you get out of it? Um, well, so the easy thing is scrap the campaign and start a new one. But I know you put a lot of work into this. So you got to figure out how to redirect that stuff? How to either kill off the characters and pass the plot on, or continue the plot with them offstage? Uh, if there's a way that you can have um, the important characters hold up for some reason, uh, maybe they need protected, maybe they get sick, maybe they um, they they just have no interest in the the the. The, the plot anymore right so you know you know you're supposed to be the savior of the world well i just don't feel like saving the world today i'm gonna sleep in um we've all had these these days right so why can't an adventurer it's uh it's a hard thing and um you're gonna have to look and dig through your plot and find a way for those characters either to further the plot off stage and have your on stage characters take on more of a role uh right you can have the uh uh, the the hard thing is I don't remember a lot of this plot. So you can have the the um the players uninterested, or the, the the two that left uninterested in continuing their fulfillment of the plot, and have the other people pick that up and say, hey, if they're not going to do it, someone's going to do it. Got to do it. So why don't we do it? Um. Otherwise, I say scrap it and start over. Uh, go through your pot, plot, pick out the stuff you didn't use, and uh, definitely reuse it. That's um. That's like the biggest trick of a DM. Reuse that stuff that you don't use, pick it up, move it over, Um re-flavor some of your plot. Maybe you can tell the same story, but a little bit differently, right? So uh, sorry, I can't uh, help you out more, but uh, yeah, maybe we can talk about this uh, some more. If anybody's got any ideas, give a call in and let's help Tristan out. Man, I can't believe a week has gone by and I haven't done a recap yet. Actually, that's not true. I did a recap, uh, but uh, Anchor ate it, I think. I don't know. So if I did a recap and published it, then I'm crazy, and I'm doing a second recap. And it's going to be different because it's a week later, and I can't remember things. Um, So I started my phlebotomy externship this week. So I've been getting up at 4.45 in the morning and uh, commuting about 45 minutes away. It um, It is devastatingly exhausting to me. I have not worked an 8 hour shift in God knows how long. Um, probably almost a year. Probably over a year. Um, so just that alone is exhausting. Uh, standing all day and um, getting up like 5 hours earlier than I'm used to. So uh, I have not thought a lot about d and um, Let's see, where were we? Last time, uh, the characters were in the middle of a sewer crawl. That's right. Uh, They were in the middle of a dungeon. I decided to uh, kind of turn that dungeon into a Halloween theme. Um, If I remember right, I had rolled up a random dungeon on Donjon. I had forgotten how to use the... uh, Using Donjon at the last moment, you know, when I haven't used it in six months, a year. Um, And I don't think I've ever used a random dungeon feature for more than screwing around for ten minutes. Um, I I threw it in. I couldn't find a cavern system, so I just used a dungeon with gigantic rooms, and that was our mine. So um, the the dungeon ended up working out perfectly for kind of a Halloween episode. I went for this uh, kind of weird alien feel. Um, I wanted um, kind of things out of the peripheral sight, out of peripherals, right? Just so uh, flashes and um, weird stuff. Uh, the dungeon had uh, equipped already uh, these strange stones on the ground that were in spirals. Uh, one room there black, one room there white, one room there yellow. Uh, I did some uh, wall bleeding and I uh, liberally tossed saving throws out. Um, I did not use those saving throws for anything. I mostly used them for suspense to build up the tension. Oh, you failed the saving throw, well that sucks, huh? don't know what that's going to happen later or what's going to happen with that later um but i did write down who missed the saving throws so i think i'm going to weed it back in you know um i took down the information so why not use it so they um messed around in this dungeon fought some undead um because hey it's halloween right what's going to be in an old mine undead of course they uh, they did pretty well. Uh, they investigated the stones, spiral stones on the ground. Uh, when they touched them, they uh, kind of turned into blood and seeped into the ground. Uh, that was not in Donjon, That was uh, something of my own creation. And um, I decided to do something kind of centered around Migo. Right? They're these um, crazy lof- Lovecraftian uh, lobster insect things with many arms and wings, and um, they're, they're they're just you know. Lovecraftian horrors. Um, they are high high technology level. Um, I'm using the stats from Tomba Beasts. and Tomba Beast says they have technology that uh, basically works like magic does. So I did some kind of uh, invisible stuff. I did some illusion stuff. Uh, the bleeding walls was one of those. I think the stones may have been one of those. Um, but the detect magic wasn't working on it right because it's technology not magic uh and there's that uh that quote uh any um technology sufficiently advanced seems like magic um that's not the case in this right these are this is a world where magic is real right so technology and magic can separate right so they can have this vast technology right and it produce magical effects but it doesn't detect as magic. Um, so maybe that quote does fit here, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, punch drunk from my long day. Uh, my long week, I guess. So, uh, the end of the dungeon, they meet the Migo. Um, I did kind of, a, a Ziggy thing from Quantum Leap, if anybody remembers that. Um, the, um, the te- their technology was on the fritz because of these two stone kind of like obelisk things, um, jutting up from the ground, uh, I, I told the players the dungeon looked like it had been built around that. Uh, there was definitely um, some checks, and one of the character has um, proficiency perfor- in masonry tools. So I, I told them it was fairly obvious that this existed before the dungeon, and the dungeon was built around this. And they go down into the ground, and you can't tell how far down they go, you know, uh, without you know starting to dig everything up. So. Um, the mine was kind of your basic mine. Uh, the the Migo asked to um, told told the players they were summoned uh, by someone. Uh, I said I don't remember who I said at first, and they were like, "I don't know that guy." And I said he was born of the cauldron, and then it, it came to them. Oh, this was the the thing, the person, the being they summoned from. Uh, my underground room a few sessions back. Um they uh combined the magic of three gods and uh opened a portal from somewhere and this guy stepped out. Uh he decided to go off with the um the Shadow Fey ambassador um and that's where they left it. That's that's where it was left, sorry. Um they didn't leave it. They they uh hounded on it the next week but uh, I gave them nothing. Um, so, these Migo were summoned by by this person. Uh, they ended up here for some reason, and they said that their transport is not working. Um, players assumed that this was a ship. Uh, I, I did not say whether it was or wasn't. Uh, they did not find a ship in the mine, so, um, maybe that's come later, you yeah. know? Am I gonna dig out Barrier Peaks? I like Barrier Peaks. Um, so, they uh, figured out um, who they need to talk to next. Uh, they, the Amigos said that they were trapped there, they can't leave because of these obelisks. Uh, something interfering with their technology. So the players have to figure out where to go next, uh, how to find out about this uh, ambassador. Uh, and they're still trying to resurrect this uh, this queen of the Kobolds. this this mine was a whole distraction from their original plan, which um, which again is how I want this to play right I want this to to be on their own terms and whatever they want to do so uh, they pick a direction and go if they turn right then I'm going with them you know I'm not going to steer them back uh, so um Next week, I assume that we're going to be continuing to look for the Black Chamber, chamber uh, going back up. Uh, oh, they did go back up already. Uh, they went back up to, um, to recoup because I kind of beat them down a little bit. So um, they, uh, when they exited the sewers, I've been harassing them about finding a name. And uh, they, they hadn't settled on anything quite yet. Uh, So one of the guards called them the Sewer Rats, and uh, I think that's the name that I'm going to stick with for them uh, until they make a better name for themselves, um, not crawling around in the sewers. Um, So again, the next thing I think they're going to do is continue to look for this black chamber so they can try and uh, revive the kobold uh, queen. Uh, I am very excited about that. I've got some things in store. Um, I, I love being given extra time on an adventure or, or um, a hook or, or what have you because uh, I'm always reading stuff right? I'm always listening to stuff so I get these ideas um, and you know this hook's been sitting in on my shelf for a while and just last week I was reading through um, a book uh, I don't want to spoil anything here because I know my players listen now so um Got some good stuff going, right? The creative juices got flowing, and uh, this this adventure hook is being revised, right? Uh, that's it's it's not on the table yet, so anything's up. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, they also have this this warlock to find. Um, I think I mentioned he was a warlock. Uh, I don't remember, but uh, if not, well, hey guys, he's a warlock. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I need to do some figuring out on exactly what that is. Um, I've got kind of a rough idea again from this book that I just finished. Um, I got some really good stuff out of it in the end. Um, really good book. Uh, Creature Codex. I I can spoil this I guess. Um, I, I got some really good stuff out of this book. I love this book. I need to sit down and do a pretty good review on it. Um, but uh like the book doesn't let up, right? The um the the T to Z is great in this book. Uh, it's, it's just as good as reading through the devils for me, and uh, I love me some devils. Uh, so I think that's all the nuggets I got for you this week. Take it easy, guys. That's all the nuggets we got this week. You want to reach out? You can leave a voice message in the Anchor FM app website or send a file to my email. You can email me at Nuggets at slackernerds.com or leave a comment on my website, slackernerds.com. This podcast is available wherever fine podcasts are stored. So let me know how I'm doing by leaving me a rating on iTunes or your preferred podcast editor. Thanks for listening.